Good evening, bowlers. Welcome to the 62nd episode of The Step Back. Your host, Leon Tompkins, my main man, Jacob Moses, the Scott Pollard edition. Sir, my man. We've last seen you guys Monday night. Uh, a lot has happened in the league since then, in, in what, three days, four days? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Wild comebacks, injuries, coaching changes. We got a game seven on the way, and brother, uh, Juneteenth is tomorrow. So, happy Juneteenth! Happy Juneteenth! Happy Father's Day! All that good stuff. Yes, sir. Happy Father's Day to you. Nice and early, Juneteenth. I mean, it's a good month for us. I mean, yeah. a lot of stuff, like you said, going on. I mean, what's cooler than being cool? What? Ice cold, baby. Ice cold. That's ice, like, <laughs> that's ice trade right now. <laughs> good Lord, Philly is being just dookie right now. But, you know, we're, gonna, we're about to hit it up. You know, signings, excuse me, trades, firings. It was Black Wednesday in this B-I-T-C-H because this was crazy. So let's get into it. Yep, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start out with the uh, wild trade today. Kemba Walker, you know, my man, never point guard, leaving Boston. Get traded for Al Horford, 35-year-old, probably not his age, but probably 40 on his birth certificate. But either way, Al Horford goes back to Boston. Brad Stevens' first move, and you know, uh, Boston gets Horford, Moses Brown, and a 2025 second-round pick. Thunder get Kemba Walker, and what else? Another damn pick. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I mean, Brad Stevens worked early. They finally addressed that big man they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to credit him for working fast. But you know, what'd you make of the Boston move? Kemba moving off uh, to uh, OKC. I guess it needed to be done because you can tell it just the relationship wasn't working between the two teams. It wasn't happening. I don't know what happened. I thought Kemba would be a good addition. You know. I, Thought he could take the place of Kyrie, which he had the skill to. It's not like he was a bum. But, you know, some things don't work out. And what's I don't know if OKC is going to keep him. How many years did he have left? Two years, maybe? Yeah. Uh, okay. Wait. Three. Or maybe one. Three? Oh. Oof. I don't know what they're going to do. Obviously, they see something in him. Maybe he can do what he did with Charlotte and that young team and lead them. And he ain't winning no chip anytime soon, I'll tell you that. But I don't know. I, I like it. I like the whole Kemba, Shy, Pogusevsky. I think that's how you say his name. Pogusevsky, well, po- uh, yeah. Pogusevsky, yeah. Poku. There we go. I like that better. Um, I mean, he joins a talented squad. I mean, it's not like OKC is that bad. They're just really young. And how he fits is going to be it's something to be seen. So, But either way, I, Boston, they – they get their two big men, Al Hofford, again. So you traded a pick to get him back. Okay. Um, Moses Brown showed a lot of potential. You know, if you remember who he was, you know, he was had that gift when he put his head down. His team lifted his head up. That was that guy. Um, now uh, maybe they let Peyton Pritchard take the reins at point start and point guard. I don't know. I think Boston's going to go out and try to get somebody. Neesmith is not a point guard. Carson Edwards is really undersized, so that means they are point guard hunting. Could it be Dame? 
God, I hope not. Um, but it's going to be interesting. It was, it was a crazy start, man. To the offseason didn't even start yet, and they making moves. I like it. I like it. I like when stuff like this happens during the playoffs. Yeah, it, you know, it shows a sense of urgency that Boston uh, finally show willing to pull the trigger. And you mentioned uh, the point guard carousel. You know, we've seen Isaiah Thomas. We've seen uh, uh, Kyrie go in there, now Kemba Walker. I I find it hard to believe that you're going to start next season with either Pritchard or Marcus Smart leading the way. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe this is a dom- the first domino of a Lillard or possibly bringing in Chris Paul to uh, – team up with Tatum and if mm-hmm. they're gonna make a move for Lillard Jalen Brown is a starting piece mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah yeah definitely you gotta give up talent to get talent and that's exactly what it is uh I can see Jalen Brown um maybe a knee Smith I mean you're gonna have to give it up yeah <laughs> it's just it ain't no if ands or buts about it but that's going to be real interesting. God, I hope Dean doesn't end up there. I got to get lit up four times a damn year. No, I'm good. Um, that's with Lillard and Tatum now on the uh, Olympic oh, squad. Oh, I can't. No, that's it, gonna be- it could be a precursor. So it, it it's a legit combo. You add Horford. You got Moses Brown. I mean, Jalen Brown and Robert Williams possibly at Portland. It's a, it's a viable threat. Absolutely. Right, let me do something funky right now. And OKC on the other side, I, mm-hmm. I, I, like you said, I like that backcourt, uh, Walker and SGA, mm-hmm. and those 25 picks they're accumulating. I mean, again, I, I still think they're going to move for a star, mm-hmm. but uh, it lessens it, it, the pressure for Kemba, mm-hmm. allow him to recuperate that knee, and he can come back strong. I think he's like a opt year for his like second year. So Yeah, he definitely – He's gonna have to come out strong so he can possibly get another one more deal to you know prove it there that he's healthy. So he's, I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. I mean, I'm not gonna count out Kimba. No. All, all us New York guys, we're tough, so we do. Um, but yeah, man. But these firings were some of them were expected, and then other ones are just like, oh, yeah, it's gonna be more on the way too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Rick Carlisle, that one really surprised me. Mm-hmm. And it kind of didn't at the same time. Uh, you know, I, I think he fell victim to the new age style of, of play and, and yes. the new age player empowerment era. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you won a championship with Dirk. Dirk is a low-key superstar. Luke, on the other hand, I mean, is he gaining that reputation as a coach killer already? I mean, <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibility, but, you know, a few disappointing seasons with uh, Luca and KP, Carlisle got the boot. It, it, it may be time to bring in a more a younger coach, one Absolutely. player empowerment, and mm-hmm. it really involves analytics. Uh, oh, yeah. You know who I would like to see there? Chauncey Billups. I would love to see that either Chauncey going to maybe Denver or Dallas. I want to see him on one of those teams because I think Mike Malone got to go. That's just my honest opinion. He got to go. 
because it, it obviously didn't work. They're talking about, oh, the team quit. Bitch, they quit on you. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't want to hear that. Get your ass out of here. Um, but, yeah, I want to see Chauncey. Chauncey's getting a job this offseason. I will be shocked if he doesn't have a job. Him and Becky Hammond, I, I can see them. One, Two of them, oh, excuse me, both of them, they're definitely getting a job. But Chauncey, Denver, I want to see Denver or Dallas. Because Luka, I think he needs a coach that can teach him certain things. And who better than Chauncey Billups? Proven winner, big shot. Chauncey, you know, good defender. I mean, he was tough. We all know about the Pistons squad. They had all those years. And maybe he can still that knowledge of him. But Luka, he, he definitely needs a coach that can really help him get into the right mind frame of becoming that leader. You know, it's you can tell the leaders on the floor rather than just the guys that go in. And, and that's Luka. He's not a leader. Yet. I'm sorry. He shows no just attributes of a leader. He goes in. He scores his points. And that's about it. It doesn't. I don't see him really rallying his teammates or anything like that. You know, he's either pissed off in the huddle or just sitting down with this look on his face. That's something he has to learn. He's still young, Luca. He's going to be an MVP candidate for years to come. But there are things he has to do to become that top guy, where people can say, "Okay, I want to go play with him." Because, but you know, getting KP, pandemic, Porzingis, that's kind of that's kind of rough on the guy. But like I said, he got some time to go. Maybe they swing KP in a deal with some more talent. Yeah, I really like that Chauncey Billups uh, mm -hmm. idea. And they hired Dirk as a special assistant to yes. assist in, in, mm -hmm. in the coaching search. So, you know, Dirk and Chauncey, they know each other well. I, I think it, it could very well go that route. And Donnie Nelson was fired, uh, really surprising there. So a lot of long-time Mavs, uh, the faces of the franchise, is changing the guard. I guess it might be Lucas' team now willing to do whatever he can to keep him there because mm -hmm. you get early talks of him leaving and nobody wants to go through that. Nope. Uh, so they, I guess there was reported tension between Luca and Carlisle with, I guess, how either Luca was talking to the team or how Carlisle was talking to the team and Luca. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it goes along with many of the other uh, firings or parting up a ways uh, in the rest of the league. You know, Scott Brooks, uh, Stan Van Gundy. Um, these are young teams and, and old-style coaches. He, yeah, it, it really surprised in, in New Orleans after only one year. Um, it seemed like nobody's happy in New Orleans. But it, it you know, it, this league is going towards player empowerment and, and player style coaches instead of you know, uh, you know, do as I say. You look at baseball with Larusa. Surprised mm -hmm. he got a job, but <laughs> yeah, I honestly think you have to go that way now because the players, like you said, they they hold a lot in the league. Obviously, it's their league, so you're gonna have to get guys in there that can relate to the, today's players and kind of fit their needs. I'm not going to say coddle the guys, but they got to be able to relate to you. You know, nobody's going to be able to, to relate to a Stan Van Gundy. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. You got all like Alonzo Bolton, the Zions, and, you know, the guys on that team, the the, the Bledsoes, and you're just like, 
How is that going to work? I thought, honestly, Stan Van Gundy was decent to get some structure in there, but maybe they, they want to go younger. Obviously, they're going younger. I would be shocked if they don't. But, um, yeah, you have to. You know, Washington, a very they, – they they're going to have a young team. You know, if they get rid of Westbrook and Beal, which I think they will head that way. Me too. And you got Denny. You know, Denny's like 20. Thomas Bryant's going to come back. He's around 23. Rui is like 22. That's another young team. Um, but, yeah, you have to get guys that can relate to today's players to break through to them and be successful and get what you have to go in the league. Yep. Uh, same in Orlando with the uh, youth movement there. They traded Bucevic and they went all Cole Anthony and Markel mm -hmm. Fultz. So I think they're going to try youth movement there. And that's mm -hmm. why Clifford was let go. So, you look at player empowerment, youth movement. That's why coaches like Kidd and Steve Nash and, and uh, Steve Kerr were so highly sought out because of their communication skills. And I, and I mm -hmm. think that's where, the, that's where the issue lies, the yep. communication factor. You know, uh, players today, you know, I, mean, I guess social media, but it, it's more of relatability. Mm -hmm. And... We look at over in baseball with Tony La Russa and, and his nonsense on unwritten rules and bat flipping and not even <laughs> standing up for his for his guys. Mm -hmm. It caused a lot of tension in that locker room and clubhouse, and it can really split a, a team. I mean, the White Sox are in first place, but it, it in, in a basketball season, but load management every game counts, and mm -hmm. it's very easy to lose a locker room with, you know, 15 players. So I, I can see why guys like Kidd and, and, and Nash were so highly sought out. Kidd, he had a job twice and yeah. got awful at it. But his name, <laughs> still, his name still pops up. Absolutely, yeah, Milwaukee. He had, he had you know, the reins on Giannis, and <laughs> they weren't that good. I mean, and then Budahol is another one. They lose tonight. He go, he's gone. I, I don't care what anybody says. They they got to go a different way. You can't have this, you know, around a superstar player, and you can't even get to the finals, like, with the team like they have. You, you got to be able to get there. Or at least the – well, no, you got to get to the finals. I'm not even giving them the Eastern Conference finals. There's, the team is complete. The Nets are banging up. You lost a 26-point 20, lead. Am I, am I going right? Am I, am I they, no, they, right they, 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 they lost a 17-point lead in game. 17, excuse me. Uh, game four. Okay, I'm thinking of Philly, but yeah, no, game you should have had Brooklyn dead in the water. Either way, you should have had him dead in the water. You know, Durant, you know, you know what Durant does. That's that's just KD, but still, you should have won the game. There's no reason you should you should have put them out of their misery. You should have been moving on, but now you're going to a game seven. Now you got to win it in Brooklyn, which I don't think you do. And surprisingly, that, that crowd has been on point. I, I, I give them that. Still a bum-ass crowd. Um, but but yeah, now you got to go in uh, hostile territory, and Giannis is going to have to show why he was the MVP. You, you got to do it. You have to. No excuses. There's this. There's none whatsoever. No, no. And I, I think Boonholzer, you're right. I, I think he's on definitely on the hot seat with his uh, inability to adjust. But it's more on on the face of Giannis. And his inability to hit free throws, yeah. and taking so many threes—that's that's why he won Game Six mm -hmm. because he didn't take a damn three. <laughs> but 
as far as the three free throws are concerned, I wish for once they would call the damn violation. Oh, the 10 second, yeah. They only called it like what, once? Yeah. There's no way that you could you should be able to take three and a half minutes for seven free throws. Yeah, that's pretty bad. He he has to do all of this. He bounces it, he brings it back. Bounces it again. Like, oh dude, shoot the ball. You don't come on, how many times do you, don't you practice free throws? You don't get your time. I thought you would get your timing and practice as well. I don't it's it's he he's a weirdo. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> just I don't know. He just he just been pissing me off the past few years. I'm sorry. He's just something about him. He does the same just shit. And you think it everybody, oh, he's the top. He's not a top guy. He's a number two. I don't care what anybody says. He's a number two. You put him on the Nets, he's under KD. You put him on you put him on Washington, he's under Bill with me. I mean put him in Phoenix, he's under Booker. I don't I I, I think he suffers a lot from what like uh Luca. Yeah. Even even though his, his skill set is much greater with his passing ability and his mm-hmm. court vision, and Ben Simmons, who we'll get to in a little while, with their struggles at the free throw line, you can't <laughs> be elite or number one option unless you're you're Shaq and you're just you know, the yeah, you're gonna take well forty free throws. It's just a volume that'll get to mm-hmm. volume, which is different for Shaq. But I I think. Giannis can make that leap with as simple as knocking down 70% of his free throws. Yep, at least 75. That's yeah. 375. And in and a, and a mid-range, he didn't have to take a three. No. At all. Be, because they, they play so far back, he can walk right into that mid-range shot. Mm-hmm. Take it every time. But he's so clumsy, too. It's just... Just like when he threw the pack wide open. He he had it right there. Boom. He got um holiday, I believe, caught him. Or he mm-hmm. saw him. Boom. Oh, he bumbling, bumbling, but dude, why are you getting so excited down there? How many times have you done that? And yeah, I know it's the playoffs, but your pipes can't be bursting right there. I mean, you gotta be able to get the ball and he didn't want to get fouled. That's what happened. He didn't want to get fouled. He didn't want to go to the line. No. His his confidence is shot there. And Man, the way – and I want to see him guard KD. Let's get into that. I, want to, I really want to see him guard KD. He Last game, I don't think he was either. He guarded him a bit more than uh, mm-hmm. than game five. Mm-hmm. But at that point, when, when you're cooking the team for 35, 40 points, at some mm-hmm. point, you, you know, <laughs> you're two-time defensive player of the year. You got to – make an effort to get in there. I, I know game one, he crossed you up and put you on a highlight <laughs> reel. But, you know, for that, for the chance to take that series lead, mm-hmm. you got to and, – and that's what Giannis, I think, lacks, that killer instinct. Yep. You know, See, you, so many players. Yeah. It, the last two minutes, you know, either want the ball, you want that defensive assignment because this is the same nonsense we were going through last year. We were – didn't guard Jimmy Butler, and everybody asked, "Why are you not guarding Butler?" And Butler mm-hmm. cooked them uh, in that Miami series. So I liked what I saw from Game Six. Uh, the Bucks are, are a different team at home than they are on the road, and that goes along with Chris Middleton. You know, yep. Middleton uh, for Game Six. Every time Brooklyn made a run, Middleton had an answer for it. 
I mean, and that, ones, all of them. That guy had an answer for every run. Uh, ended up with 38, but I, I think it's going to be a different story in Brooklyn. Uh, his numbers are significantly down in Brooklyn, and you know, it, it, the key the key for Milwaukee to win is Holiday. The key for Brooklyn to win is Joe Harris. Yep. Joe Harris has been in such a funk that, you know, even wide open shots, they're like three feet to the right, three feet to the left, short. It's like it's off once it leaves his hands. And this is a stark contrast from what we saw during the regular season. If Joe Harris can knock down a few shots, there's no way Milwaukee can win. Yeah, yeah, and you got Kevin Durant playing like he. I mean, he's he's dropping at least thirty next game, and you got James Harden. I, I could say James Harden too. If he if you get at least fifteen to twenty from him, because I know he's he's ailing right now. I mean, you get fifteen to twenty from him, even the way he is right now, it's game over. Because I I just can't see. Giannis got to he really got to score thirty five forty himself. He, he got to get up in there. Holiday got to hit his shots. P.J. Tucker got to play, you know, his tough defense. He got to hit shots. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really interesting. I think it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a war, man. This is what basketball is all about, that game seven. I mean, get one step closer to that chip. Yeah, man. Two greatest words in sports, game seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also really believe that Brooklyn has to stop playing iso ball. I know – Durant is great, but once Milwaukee has elite individual defenders and what got them the true old lead was excellent ball movement, man movement, instead of looking around watching KD go to work, which is nice every once in a while, but Mm -hmm. hard on a bum leg, you can clearly see it. He did a bit more uh, game six and game five, and I mean, they don't win without – uh, Harden or mm-hmm. Jeff Green, but uh, yeah, they, they have to go back to ball movement, man movement. Otherwise, it's gonna be lights out for Brooklyn mm-hmm. on their home floor, and it's gonna be tough to take with such high expectations mm-hmm. uh, for this season. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just can't wait for tomorrow, man. I'm gonna be obviously my team is. Yeah, it, 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 it's gonna be, it's gonna be on, man. Cause somebody's gonna be. Oh Jesus, my man brought fishing. up a fishing pole. Yeah, uh, somebody, somebody's gonna be. There. My man brought out the fishing pole. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, my man. Good evening to uh, Corey Richmond, host of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast, over on Wrestling Life Thursday nights. Uh, Sorry, you can't have a better product there, brother. But uh, <laughs> as far as WWE is concerned, but you know, Amanda does excellent work covering Absolutely. AEW, WWE, New Japan, and, and all wrestling news. You, know, you want to find out about our thoughts on the Kemba trade? We touched on that in the beginning of the show. Uh, quick recap: You know, we thought Boston finally made the move that they needed to for their big man, and mm-hmm. Kemba. You know, less pressure uh, can finally 
recuperate that knee and, and yep. get back to his status as one of the top 10-point guards in the league. Yeah, they just, you know, they they had to make it. I do agree with you. They had to make that move to get their interior presence. So it's addition by subtraction. They lost the point guard. Now they got to go out. They got to use some of those picks and see who they can, what point guard they can pull in. You know they want a superstar. Which one will it be? Yeah. Uh, see, now, I, I, I forgot to touch on the KD 49-point performance. This is why you do well management, so you can play 48 <laughs> minutes <laughs> in a playoff game. I don't want to hear anything else about – you know, oh, he doesn't take a uh, he takes a game off. Play you play forty eight minutes, play forty six minutes on a bum hamstring. Mm-hmm. Take many games you want off. I don't want anything else. So there that, there that goes. There's, <laughs> there's your legacy game. There you go. I mean, so I so gay. I mean, <laughs> you can't guard him because he's seven feet tall. That's badass. But yeah, they show KD show why he's see. I everybody said the best in the world. He's one of the best in the world. I still. Like LeBron, he's on that other shit. I mean, I'm sorry. Love KD. Love, absolutely love KD. Obviously, we saw him from beginning to now. Still give it to LeBron. Um, but KD just shows why he's a Hall of Fame already, man. It's not even – it was it was greatness. <laughs> that, that's that's why you watch, That's why we love the game so much because games like that. Guys, he could not miss. He was feeling it. He's – he hit that last shot. He was – he was – on it, man. There was nothing you could do. The shot goes up. You know it was going in. And, man, I get kind of chill seeing that because that was one of those moments. You know, we always get those playoff moments that you always will remember. You're always going to remember that game when KD scored 49. He should have had 50. But, um, yeah, man. <laughs> Slim Reaper was out. And Corey did ask us, thank you for this one. Do you like trades announced during the playoffs? I did allude to that one a little bit earlier. Yes, I do because it adds a little bit. We get more you know, stories out of it. We get more drama into it. And like I said, we get to cover this stuff. Gives us more material to handle. Exactly. And, you know, these guys, they look at those teams are watching the playoffs. They're plotting moves. It's all a chess game. So the quicker you can make your move, uh, make your reaction time, plot everything out, uh, the better. I I have no issues with uh, trades during the playoffs that the series themselves are, are a storyline. So mm-hmm. uh, there's enough material to go around. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and speaking of material to go around, you know, uh, another redemption song is Paul George. Um, that jazz Clipper series, Kawhi, <laughs> and put, a, put Derek Favors on a poster. <laughs> and then it's a possible oh, torn ACL, but we're not quite sure. That sucks, man. Yeah. Mm. Clippers take game five. After coming back against the Jazz, they were hot in the first half, could not miss a three. Mm-hmm. They go four for 26 in the second half, lose the game. A game without Kawhi, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. But Paul George, <laughs> 37 and 16. Well, what did you make of the Jazz Clippers game five? Man, you got to give it to Paul George. That was the Paul George we expected when he signed with L.A. Uh, that that was it. You know, two-way guy that can knock down big shots. I've heard Paul George. Paul George is definitely not overrated. It's just 
I don't know maybe the pressure that playing at home because as we've seen, when you play at home, it's a different story because you got a lot of things on your shoulders. You, you want to put on for your city. You want to get that title, him and Kawhi. You know, it, it's expected for them to go to the finals because once you get two superstars, two or three superstars, you get that in your head that, hey, you need to. You got a billionaire owner, you know, is putting all the guys around you, you know, the Marcus Morrises, you know, Zubak, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You got, you know, Luke Kennard gets a lot of heat. That, I think he's been the key, too. He's mm-hmm. been hitting his shots. And, you know, let's not – yeah, I got to give him the Duke love. But, you know, you can't put it past Kennard that he's actually hitting him, getting to the rim. He's doing what he has to do. But Paul George is definitely the guy that they're going to have to lean on hard. And he really showed it. I was proud of him because, you know, the whole pandemic, P, everybody was giving it to him because he was playing like garbage. He was playing under his – his worth under his real skill level, it was just, it was bad to see. But it's nice to see him, you know, hitting his pull-ups, you know, shooting with confidence, getting to the rack, you know, playing with his emotion. Like he has something to prove. And you beat the top jazz, the top jazz team, man. You can't really talk about PG too much anymore because there's no Kawhi. So it's all him. It's looking like a PG with the paces right now. You, you think the jazz blew that game? Oh, yeah, they did. Damn sure did. No, I mean, man, they couldn't hit a damn thing because they start and that's, that was the game. Was that the game Bogdan? Mm-hmm. Bogdan started off really hot. Yeah, you just like eighteen in the first quarter. So you're like, oh, okay. But Mitchell, well, I, what happened? I mean, he, I think he's, he's less, playing hurt. He's he's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He can't. He can't. It's no explosion out of any move that he even tries. Um. Rudy Gobert, whatever you're gonna get out of him, good defense. So. Oh, old Baggett. Oh, <laughs> you got him. Um, Bogdan, you got him. I, no Conley is big, like you said. No Conley is looming large right now, man. These injuries are starting to pile up on these teams, and it's a battle of nutrition. Yeah. And, yeah, you're right. As far as the Jazz role players are concerned, you need a lot more of Niang and Royce O'Neal. Yeah. Who? Right, exactly. They dumped on too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and Joe Ingles is struggling to find his shot after locking down PG for the first couple games, but mm-hmm. uh, Con- missing Conley is looming large. Missed the entire series so far with the bum hamstring. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna try to play Game Six, try to pull a Harden via decoy, because uh, clearly Mitchell on, on one ankle can't facilitate and score at the same time. It's asking mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. This is gonna be real. It's gonna be this play. This whole playoffs, man. It, it, it's more exciting because you know, obviously the Lakers are out. So mm-hmm. now we're gonna have a new champion. Who will it be? Who's going to be the healthiest? Obviously, whoever's the healthiest is probably going to win because you're going to have more guys, more star guys, more players than the other teams. But, you know, like Kyrie, will he come back? There's so many storylines we're going to be going into, man. It's exciting. Will Kyrie come back? You know, will Harden, you know, get where he needs to get to, you know, suck it up and get this team to the finals along with KD? You know, will the Jazz be able to pull through or, you know, choke it away from being the first First seed and fucking it up, you know. Will PG be able to carry this team? Will 
ice tray lead the team to the lead the Hawks to the finals. I mean, um, there's just so many good stories, man. This this is gonna be a crazy playoffs, and I hope the viewership is up because this is pretty exciting right now. It it is, and the Clippers won a game this year that they wouldn't have last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty Lue was definitely a difference. He made the adjustments, necessary adjustments. And this is exactly what I thought it would be as far as the Clippers were concerned. Mm-hmm. Better mental toughness, yep. uh, more focus, and, you know, having getting the most out of your secondary and tertiary players such as Jackson and Morris and Kennard. Um, and, and really finishing the job. Unlike those guys from Philly. Uh, the Sixers and the Hawks, they're uh, playing right now as we speak. But Atlanta's up by four, going into halftime. Uh, they're up 3-2 in the series, looking to close out Philly. how they get to that point? Well, two epic comebacks. Uh, game four, a comeback from 18. Game five, a comeback down 26. I mean, uh, in game five, they were up by 24 with under uh, three minutes ago, had a 99.7% chance of winning. Ended up losing because Ben Simmons can't hit a damn free throw. Yep. It's really sad, man. Like, don't these guys work on it? I don't. It's just he do everything well. He can't shoot, so well you gotta. He can't shoot anyway, so what's <laughs> gonna be the difference? <laughs> just like we really got a free throw. It's pretty much the same thing, kind of. Just can't shoot. But you know, twenty six point lead. Come on, like this is happening too much. I don't know what the hell is going on. Like, why you get so lax? Like, no, you kill a team. You kill them, you kill them, you kill them. That's it. Is it. You step on their next, and there's no no playing around. Stop playing so loose. You know, MB, stop. Whatever the hell is in his head, he, maybe he's looking, he's looking towards the next game or whatever. But until those clocks, the clocks read double zeros, that you don't, you don't give up nothing. You don't give up anything. And these teams are just like the Bucks. Dude, 16-point lead, you just can't lose, though. I know I said you're playing the Nets, but still, you got to keep the pressure up. I mean, you keep going to the hole. You don't take stupid threes. I mean, teams get too hyped when they have the lead. But as we can see, when you play good enough teams, they can, like the Hawks, they can score. That's what they do. They can drop, you know, a 10-0 run like it's nothing. The Nets can do the same thing. 10-0 runs turn into 20, the six runs, and then that's what happens. Yeah, and so the end of game four, Embiid goes 0 for 12 down the stretch, missed the layup while we were here live on Monday. I mean, it was a a funny layup. It it was bad. But game five, Embiid and Seth Curry were the only two to score in the second half. Mm -hmm. Now, that made absolutely no sense. I mean, but what also didn't make any sense was Doc Rivers taking his starters out in the third quarter, up 20. Yeah, that, Doc Rivers is just, I don't know, man. You got this little, everybody thinks that you just, you, you overcoaching. That's what you're doing. And, 
But yeah, with Doc Rivers, it's just yeah, he's doing what he's usually doing and basically what he did with Sorry. LA that led, that led to him getting fired. Yeah, which is also interesting because Doc Rivers now has a history of losing leads. It's a, it's a rather long history. I didn't even realize it was how long it was because, you know, obviously with the Clippers, had his run with the Magic, blew a bunch of 3-1 leads, blew a bunch of 3-2 leads, also game seven to the Jazz. Now, Doc Rivers has his title, but he goes down in Philly for this one. Does he get fired? No, I don't think he get fired. Right no, not right now. But it's <laughs> you won't be in the hot seat the next year. I'll tell you that. Just no doubt about that. Because you're top team in the league. Finally, Philly's actually living up to their potential potential finals team, and then you lose to. You know, a Hawks team that you really should have beat as well. You should be beating. And you keep it there. You're letting them back in games. I mean, missing just crucial shots, free throws. You're playing like crap when you don't need to be. And that, that'll get coaches fired, man. That rule will get coaches fired with the quickness. But not a, I don't think he gets fired after this, after being a top team, no. I mean, it, it seems like to be a common theme, like the, like losing focus and losing uh, 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 the drive to finish. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a, a theme with Doc Rivers' teams. He, do, do you see him as an overrated coach? <sighs> oh, I'll say a little. Uh, I, will, I mean, the winning does. He's, he has won a lot. He got a ring. I mean, yes, it's won in Boston, but still he won a ring. But as the years have gone by, his faults have been, you know, brought to the forefront. Like the overcoaching, the matchups. I mean, it's just, I don't know. He's always had these talented teams. So it just makes you think, like, why can't you mix and match like you should? rather than making these mistakes every single time. And, and it always happens at the worst time, especially now in the playoffs. Always happens. You know, you're up in series. You can't hold it. You got to be able to mentally prepare your players for that and make the right moves to, you know, get you over that hump and get you to these next rounds into the finals and not get out coached. But it keeps happening over and over. So, of course, you're going to start getting that little, uh, you might be a little overrated. And that's what's going through my mind right now. But, Still a good coach, though. Yeah, he's definitely a player coach. Uh, he mm-hmm. communicates well, and you can see how he gets so many chances. But at some point with these talented teams, I mean, he – I mean, you got to deliver. Mm-hmm. Especially this year, considering yep. – uh, uh, I mean, he is the healthiest, besides Danny Green being out, of the Eastern Conference teams left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you also mentioned matchups. I hate the way he uses Tobias Harris late in the game. Yep. I mean, it, it makes it seem like he, he looks lost on the floor and they, they look to Embiid the entire third and fourth quarter and like forget Tobias is there. And then 
it just looks bad. The way they end the game by you know, Tobias throwing the ball away, but he got blocked. And on, on a team where he very well could have been an all-star, and he was mm-hmm. putting up you know 25 and 10 numbers consistently. It's it's rather head scratching. Mm-hmm. That's he. Yeah, I don't know. Especially when he starts doing well, and it seems like he takes him right out of the offense. And then he has to get his rhythm back. With shooters like him and players like him, he has to be in a consistent just flow of the game and just let him go. But, you know, once he takes him out of he sets him down or he just, just does something that gets him out of his rhythm and screws it up, and he really needs to stop doing that. You know, let him let him go. Because obviously you're not going to get that from Ben Simmons. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you're not going to get that from your other best player, obviously you got to come from somewhere. And, you know, Seth Curry, you know, he could shoot. But he's streaky. I mean, it's not like his brother. <laughs> I mean, he'll give you 39 one night and, like, 60 next. So, you got to get it from somewhere. So, I would ride Tobias Harris until, you know, the wheels fall off. Let him play. Let him Let him play his game. Agreed. You know, much is made about the Philly collapse, but it's not enough credit is given to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Young, Lou Williams really uh, helped lead that comeback. Gallinari as well. I mean, if you don't know who Trey Young is, you didn't <laughs> know who he was before, you should know now. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't named for the All-Star team. Wasn't named to an old NBA team. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's about time she started putting some respect on Trey Young's name. I agree. I definitely agree, man. He's he's taking on this villain role. I mean, nice and heavy. I mean, he's honestly, you've seen the videos before. He, he's been taking this on his whole life. I mean, he has been hated. His whole life, you know, he came into the league. Oh, he's just another Stephen Curry, maybe uh, half a Stephen Curry, and blah blah blah. And he's carving his own way in the league, man. He's facilitated on the floor. He still gets kind of wild sometimes, but hey, he makes his game work. And the kid is amazing. And he's making that Luca Luca for him swap just pretty much even. Yeah. When you really look at it, it, it was. One of the best trades we've seen in history, like fair for both sides. And he has that team going. Hopefully they keep like a John Collins around, a Capella around, because this is the kind of core that you keep around him to keep that team successful. Because you're one went away from the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, and this is a really young squad besides a few others, like Lou Will and Gallinari. You look at John Collins, he's about 23 years old. Trey Young himself, same age. You know, Capella is not even 30 yet. Um, Bogdanovic, another youngin. Um, Cam Reddish is not even playing. He's another 20-year-old. The sky's the limit for this team, man. <laughs> As if they're playing like this, can we see? We can see the Hawks in the finals. Yeah, the Hawks can be a perennial Eastern Conference powerhouse mm-hmm. uh, with this young core, and they, they really take to their villain role. They take to Atlanta well. You see it on their home floor, but it's kind of like they've been up and coming new kids on the block, and they're, they're just they're running with it, and it's cool to see. Mm-hmm. 
They move. <laughs> they say we move. They move. Uh, never point guard, you know, Chris Paul really, really can't get any love. <laughs> Test positive for COVID out indefinitely. Uh, status for the Western Conference Finals is up in the air. You know, maybe Cliff Paul should shoot up, man. <laughs> oh, man. Give, him a, give people a high family. I mean, but good grief, man. I don't, dude, makes it to the damn West Coast Finals and then this happens. You can't, you can't make this up, man, with him. See, the injury, 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 injury. Oh, yeah, he's playing really healthy. He's looking really good. Chris Paul, he's, you know, he's hype. Phoenix, he's looking like he got a home for the rest of his career. And boom, gets hit with COVID. William ass people, people, you never freaking know. But it's it's sad, man. It's really sad because Phoenix, so fun to watch. I'm not going to, you know, doubt the team, but without Chris Paul, and it, it's going to be kind of rough. I know, Book, I know Book can be the facilitator on the team, but he takes so, Chris Paul takes so much pressure off of him and the other young guys on this squad makes it so much easier for him. And plus being another coach on the floor, it just, it's going to hit him, man. This is a punch to the gut for that team, and it sucks. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, I think he's probably going to get out like 10 to 14 days, but mm-hmm. uh, I think this next series start Monday or Tuesday, somewhere around that time. So, uh, I I hope he comes back just for the for the NBA sake. The playoffs are, are mm-hmm. better with the stars in it, Absolutely. and much like the stars being in it, these injuries have ravaged these playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. Kawhi, Kyrie, Harden, Danny Green, uh, LeBron, Anthony Davis. I mean, it it is good, but it's also not what it could have been. Mm-hmm. And LeBron made that point earlier this week in his uh, in his rant, saying that he was right. Because everybody wants to know that you know, I do it too. That <laughs> I was right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, LeBron have a have a point here as far as the injuries are concerned. He does, but we all knew this was going to happen with the short off season. We we saw this. I mean, a blind person can see this shit. I mean, <laughs> you have a short off season. You don't get the workout and stuff. You don't get the rest like you usually have or a few months off and prepare. What do you think was going to happen? Come on, LeBron. Wait. Come on, guy. We're not figured that out. I'm not even in the league. We figured it out. We're not even in the league. We know we're close. No, but, um, yeah, he's going to say he's right because it started to happen, but. Most of them also, but also, it seems a lot of them were freak injuries too. When you really look at them, you know, Kyrie when he went down, it was it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawhi, same thing. I mean, you get this far, and all of a sudden you get injured. I mean, if that if anything was going to happen, it would have happened in season. But he, he has a point. Let me just leave it that he has a point. But yeah, these injuries, yeah, it's, like I said, it's gonna it's gonna affect a lot of teams, but. This Chris Paul one was kind of self-inflicted, and but LeBron he he had a point, and what can you do? But 
I think if an AD, he can't really say AD because AD was injury prone regardless. So I don't know. Anyway, so you can't even really talk about that. But on the flip side, we all know he wouldn't be saying as if LA was still in the playoffs. It is what it is. I mean, it is. I mean, yeah. the schedule was brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's you, you look at uh, uh, baseball and, and their schedule and changing all the ball and pitchers are getting hurt. Matter of fact, my fantasy team is like a good 80% of my team is injured. Now all my starting pitches are done. You know, I got to look for guys to pick up and, and, and whatnot. Speaking of which, Cast Total Bases podcast, Sunday morning with Felipe Mauricio and Sean Connor Flannery for your fantasy baseball needs. Uh, Sunday morning, 11, p- 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central, Baseball Life. Uh, you can catch those guys there. But, yeah, but the, the injuries were a pain in the ass. It's not, it's not the same. And you're right. You know, if the Lakers are still in it, probably wouldn't be, we be hearing this. But hey, I guess for now we got to roll with the punches. And, you know, we're a crown of champion, as you said, war of attrition. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, that's what it's going to be. And at least we got a new champion, huh? That is Take true. That, that is true. Uh, change is good, you know, a good majority of the time. And, and, and I think this is good here. It's, all, it's always good to have a – nice to have a champion that, you know, you didn't see before. Most people get mm-hmm. tired of repeats and mm-hmm. uh, a fresh face on the scene. And you know what's going to be interesting? I believe three – of the teams left haven't won a championship in their franchise. With Brooklyn, you know, you count as a new franchise because they're in Brooklyn, so they kind of never won one. You got Phoenix, and you have, you know, Utah. Oh, and the Clippers, so yep. four. So, going to be really somebody. For the first time, going to be raising that banner, maybe. It, it's it's going to be good to watch. Uh... Like I said, I hope Brooklyn's in it, but this game seven kind of kind of worries me. It, it always does. So it's a roll of the dice. You never know what's going to get. Um, I'm nervous. A uh, little bit. That that game three really really hurt me. They they were they were up late. Mm-hmm. That uh, should have known that was going to happen. But <laughs> yeah. he hasn't even here nor there. Uh, mm-hmm. But Suns, you know, my man Suns in four got an action figure. <laughs> <laughs> Delivered an ass whooping and got some court side tickets. So that's what I'm talking about. Did you happen to see that um that video? I damn sure did. That shit was great. I mean, I, <laughs> and you said, we talk about the soccer, the yeah 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 tail soccer punch. Yeah, I mean, first of all, if you want to soccer punch somebody, make sure you hit him. You completely he did it wrong, completely missed, and he got wrecked. And then you were leaking on camera. He just caught him with the hockey thing. He said, bah, 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 bah. and then he was like, "Sons and foe." I mean, that was that was pretty funny. So it appears that the guy, the guy in Nuggets jersey, threw beer on him. Oh, okay. So he deserved to get his ass whooped. Oh, absolutely. See, I didn't see that. Now that I know it, I'm glad. Definitely glad he got his ass whooped. But it was funny too. That's once again, Nuggets took an L on the court and in the stands. So your off season. 
ain't gonna be too good. Speaking of the Nuggets, they're working on a, they're looking to lock up MPJ. Yeah, that's good. Side note. Little side note. Good, that's good. He looked like he ran out of gas. I thought he was yeah. injured, mm-hmm. but um, clearly a, a dynamic player in this league. He's, will Michael Malone be there? I don't know, but uh, I so. yeah, I don't think so either. I don't Man, think so either. Get somebody else for that team. He mm-hmm. just—he looks like he's like even the way he talks about the team and everything looks like he's on his way out. And we'll see. Chauncey Billis back in Denver definitely definitely might work. I like it. Um, NBA changing the ball. They're going to Wilson, the longest ball. Nobody's gonna be able to see me, right? Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, NBA changing the Wilson, same brand as the WNBA ball. So, there's that. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. As long as I can play with, you know, I can play with them and I get one, so I can still drop them a little bit. So be looking at me like that. Like, oh, come on, I, I caught you with the fail plenty of times. So, uh, let's not, nah, not go there. You nah, caught me with the hook. Caught you with the fadeaway. Caught me with the open under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you don't want this work. But, you know, MLB changes their ball all the time. <laughs> so, you know, no, nobody knows what to use. So, I, I think the NBA would be good. <laughs> Might have resin on it. I don't know. Maybe it preloaded with resin. I don't know. You know Sunscreen. It's a, it's a powder. LeBron James has a powder. He's going to... Powder on the phone and boom, that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty... Summer League returning, that's good. Yes, I like that. I was pretty excited for that one. All 30 teams back in Vegas, so that's going to be exciting to see. Uh, get a little sense of normalcy. So, um, like the Summer League, good to watch those guys. Um, All-NBA team announced. Yeah. So first team had uh, Giannis, mm-hmm. Joker, Curry, Luca, and Kawhi. Um, what the? Yeah, me too. Second team had Lillard, CP3, LeBron, Julius Randle. Absolutely. And Joel Embiid. Awesome. And they quickly made the rookie team as well. So hold that. Yeah, nice to see, nice to see the Knicks get some recognition. You know, more Knicks and Nets on these on these teams, so that's a little, a little weird, but it is what it is. But, listen, y'all in the more important part. <laughs> y'all in the most important part of the season, so we can't really can't really say much. I mean, like I said, I'm not either rooting for them to lose or win, but bystander, I'm not that kind of. Oh, I hope you lose. No, y'all earned it, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. The uh, third team. And Kyrie, Bradley Beal, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I like that one. That was pretty cool. Are there any snubs you, you think from these? Uh, Not Trey Young. I don't think Trey Young used to have either, right? Nope. So, yeah, I think that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell. Jason Tatum, Westbrook. 
problem is who you taking out. Um, yeah, it's pretty hard. Who are you going to take out, especially the first team or second team? You can't really – all of them are deserving, so. Yeah. Can't really do anything. I mean, me, I, I probably take out Jimmy Butler. I put I put Mitchell in there. Yeah. It's fair. But Jimmy put in work, too. I, I think it was more of he missed a lot of games, too, so I see your point. I definitely see it. So, plus with the teams, Utah being the best team. What are the best team in the league or best team in the uh, West? Second best. Okay, so, but still. Oh, you, you know, Utah was the best, yeah. Bad, okay. best So, yeah, I can see. I can see why he should be. He could have been in there, but you know, I really don't complain about that unless it was a definite snub like the RJ non-rookie team last year. That was a problem. At that, that was irritating. It's all right. Tips Cook home the coach of the year. Randall made it, quickly made it. I mean, we're on we're on the horizon. We might get there. A few more pieces. <laughs> uh Melo Ball, rookie of the year. Uh, yeah, no surprise. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, LeVar really uh really really wrapping that one up. So celebrating mm-hmm. that cold it, I guess. But <laughs> I don't want to play well. Can't can't knock them. Mm-hmm. We brought some flair, some excitement to Charlotte. Absolutely. You know they choked it down, the, choked the playoff spot down the hole. But hey, they got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Get rid of uh, those. You know, at, at least Jordan got to pick right. So. Oh damn, Tom! You all know you got it wrong with Kwame Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but MJ finally he did something right, you know. For every, you know, Lamella <laughs> Ball, you can yeah. you can call me Brown, Adam Morrison, <laughs> Michael K. Gilchrist, Michael K. <laughs> Great as a player, <laughs> go and smoke. Oh, we got our first one. But for I mean, for greater players, he was shit. Him in the front office is just like. Shit in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Flush it and hope it goes down. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a log jam there. <laughs> Get the plunger out, people. Uh, the all-rookie team. First uh, first team, Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Halliburton, Sadiq yeah. Bay, and Deshaun Tate. I have no problem with that. Me either. Deshaun Tate put in that work. I'm happy. I actually happy to see him in there. Because usually they, they would have snubbed him. They would have snubbed somebody like him. But, uh, yeah, I like it. I really like that. I have no problems with that first team. Second team. Quickly. That's all I needed to hear. That's it? <laughs> That's it. Forget everybody else. <laughs> Desmond Bain, Isaiah yes. Stewart. Yes. Isaac Okoro. Pat Williams. You know, I love that. That's the next generation of players in the league. I mean, I all of them have a just uniqueness about them in a game that can translate. It translated to the next level. And, you know, we discussed these guys in our 
you know, draft segment that we had with Felipe Malicio of the Total Basis Podcast. Salute to them. You know, him and his spreadsheets always coming through. We appreciate it, brother. Um, but yeah, Pat Williams, you know, just he's going to be good. Three and D guy. Isaiah Stewart, I think, is going to be a beast in the paint. He's going to be a 15, 15 and 10 kind of guy, double double guy every night. Emmanuel quickly, limited, I mean, excuse me, unlimited range. You know, the flow of the game is tight. You know, hopefully he gets more minutes to, you know, let him take that next step. That's where Tibbs, this is where I'm really going to judge Tibbs because I was happy for first year. But the second year is when he really starts making his adjustments, whether he's going to be able to actually do it. And, you know, the other guys, Isaac Okoro, great defender, just got to work on the shooting. You know, Cleveland, I think they have a few good pieces in there. You know, Sexton, somebody's going to go, a.k.a. I want Colin Sexton on the Knicks if we don't get Dame Lillard. But um, Halliburton, you know, guys like him, nobody knew if his shot was going to work. I, I believe it was going to work in the league. It's doing it now. Um, he's going to get more burn, obviously. Him and Fox might be a a just dynamic backcourt for years to come, hopefully, for their sake, because Lord knows the Kings need some good luck. Um, Sadiq Bey, great shooter. I mean, Pistons found a good one on that one, and we saw that in the draft. We we knew it. We both knew about him. And I just – I love where this is going, man. The league is going to be in good hands. It's, I really think so. Yeah. Like, the, the Detroit team – uh, we mentioned it in the previous episode that team, although their record didn't show it, mm-hmm. they fought in every game and mm-hmm. they pro- their rookies progressed well. As you can see with their all rookie team selections. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole Anthony, I-, I thought probably could have been on the team, yep. but it- it's hard to take anyone out. If I had to, yeah, if I had to take one out, probably Okoro, but you know he he really did deserve it. Mm-hmm. And then Cole Anthony came on late because he got more time finally. So yeah, next year I know he he wasn't a fan of it. He he, he said it, but you just you use it for motivation. That's what RJ did. He used it for motivation and look at him now. You know he he's gonna be an all around player in this league. Twenty point scorer. You know five to six rebounds a game. Hopefully five to six assists. That's all I want for him. Like everybody expecting to be a superstar. No, just play your role and fit in there. And actually put up the numbers. I don't care if you want to call, the, call yourself a star, superstar, I don't care what the hell you are. Mm-hmm. Put up the numbers. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the Kings. You know, all these coaching firings going around and Luke Walton is still still, got a skating, still skating by. My man, yeah. my man wanted his ass gone from the beginning of the season. <laughs> like, he really skates by. He does, like, man. It's that coach, like, that West Three coach. times. Three times. Mm-hmm. It, it's wild. Oh, shit, brother. That, that, that DNA did not travel well. <laughs> we all say you can't run away from the DNA. Shit, Bill shit jetted. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, uh, my man, good, good evening to Matt Bushnell or over. Who? No, okay. You know, speaking of Chicago, one be host of the yes. Football Life podcast. I was a uh, recent guest this past Tuesday. Thank him uh, for his gratitude for having me on. Talk mm-hmm. NFC North battle of uh, Detroit Lions and coach communicators and 
We went from Matt Patricia to Dan Campbell, two players coach there. So that, that was fun to talk about. But uh, he, he wanted to find out our thoughts on Pat Williams. And, and you know, we you alluded to it a little bit before. You know, ooh, I'm, I'm sorry. I saw John Collins alley. Uh, it, <laughs> but, no, you, you mentioned the 3 and D guy. He was a good pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, really played well this year, given the, given the time. Uh, you know, really showed his scoring ability late mm-hmm. when Levine was out for that little bit and mm-hmm. uh, showed some aggressiveness. So I want to see the same progression that we saw from RJ year one and year two. I think we're going to see the same thing uh, for Pat Williams, but it was, it was a damn good pick. Absolutely. And plus it made Wendell Carter Jr. expendable. So they, they had to get rid of somebody. And I think marketing might be next to, but um but yeah, Patrick Williams, you guys got a good pick. You guys got a good core if you keep Zach around. Um, you have to. But yeah, definitely. But let's take a little sidestep. Leon, you call the lines through top three offense again. Me and you are going to shoot the fair one. I just had to say that. Yeah, I did catch that. I made sure I replayed that audible. That was a great episode, guys. You and Randy, keep doing your thing. But that top three offense shit, you need to stop, all right? Stop it now. <laughs> Derek Goff, baby. Super Bowl appearing quarterback my man is throwing dimes in in mini camp so yeah so is zach wilson but okay but um but did you what did you did he win that super bowl though nobody won that super bowl guys has whipped but um yeah but you guys you guys are i think you're going to be decent same thing with my you know new quarterback coaching change changing the culture jets and lions hey 2025 Super Bowl. Let's we'll see it happen. 2025. I'm being I'm being nice, all right. But <laughs> I'm being nice. I ain't gonna be crazy. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Definitely check those guys out on Audible. Always do a great job. The insight is fire. They bring the smoke. Just good team together. Matt and Randy. Keep it going, brothers. Yeah. Back to basketball. Patrick Williams got a great pick. Oh yeah. You did the Clippers close this out tonight? I actually want them to. I really do. I want them to. I want some, I want some respect back on my man PG's name. Yeah, if they go back to Utah, I don't I don't see no. Oh, it's a wrap. Nah, 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 they're gonna get clipped in Utah. But the scissors ready. Yeah. They gonna they're gonna get clipped. I'll tell you that right now. I'm talking about the clippers. Because <laughs> you don't wanna go back to Utah. No, nobody wanna go back to Utah. Might get your pizza poisons or something. You better you better fast when you go there. Eat light. Sell it. So yeah. they will do anything by any means necessary. Yeah. Any means necessary? Juneteenth, baby. <laughs> uh yeah, speaking of the jazz, nobody wants to go to Utah. New Orleans <laughs> moved to Utah once. That's how they got the jazz name. New Orleans mm-hmm. went to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Apparently, nobody wants to stay in New Orleans. There's reports of Zion wanting out. I don't know if it's from his family or from him himself. He's planting seeds. That's right. No, he, he, he know where he want to go. I mean, hey, listen. You want to play with his boy? Come on. Let's be real. You got to wait, Zion. I'm sorry. We ain't trade for your ass. We ain't, we ain't got no assets. I mean, you have some assets. You know, you could trade Randall back to New Orleans if you wanted to, but. Hmm. Listen, if that comes up, yeah, Randall, I appreciate everything you've done, but we get Zion and RJ again. Yeah, shh. See your ass later. 
<laughs> we we you. thank you for we thank you for your services. <laughs> Hit, yeah, the road. It. Hit the road. To do a postcard. You really think Zion will leave New Orleans, or is it just his family? You know, I just think his family's planting the seeds. But I mean, if things don't improve, of course he's gonna leave. That's that's when we talk about play empowerment. I mean, players will if they don't want to be somewhere. They're gonna make. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he would do that because he doesn't seem like that kind of kid. You know, he's so even keeled and just calm, calm natured. You know, country boy, and we'll see. Like I said, but they they lose Lonzo Ball. Uh, they got Ingram and Zion. I don't. You know, it's a good two, but they they lose. They keep losing the way they're doing. Not get a good coach for them. Calipari. Uh, <laughs> oh hell no! Hell no! <laughs> Don't start that Calipari nonsense. I mean, oh yeah. What's I gonna do? Come in, the, come in the camp out of shape, out of shape. Hell yeah, dude! Hey, James Harden did it. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> finally made it. Finally got his ass straight. Nah, I mean, hey. Calipari in New Orleans. Nah, that'd be pretty funny. But I do agree with um. Matt Bush on anybody in damn Utah. Fucking Utah. You know what's funny? I can really I can really see Kyle Pyre in New Orleans. So. That's what I'm saying. I thought I just thought about that. I'm like, it's a young team. Yeah, I can see Calipari. Oh yeah. And, and but yeah. Kentucky, you know that Bledsoe might actually listen to him. Exactly. Just think about it. Just think about it. Think about it. Think about it. And Matt Bush he said these country boys meet them city who cheese it. See, you're right, man. You, I mean, girls be flashing their booty. Them country boys, hey, hey, good. Zion, man, you might be his next Miss Williamson. You never know. But yeah, I can see it. Hopefully, if they more, I want to see Vegas. Everybody says Seattle, but I think Vegas because of foot traffic and obviously betting sports. Vegas, I mean, it's gonna. It's gonna explode there, but um, yeah, I can see Vegas, maybe, maybe yeah. Seattle. I mean, you heard about Minnesota moving to Seattle. That would be pretty interesting. But I think Seattle does deserve a franchise again. I'm sorry, they, it was just pretty much ripped away from them. It's not like people mm-hmm. didn't go to the games. It's not like a expo situation where people just didn't give, stop giving a shit and stop going to games. Right. But yeah, just put them, put them in better cities where you know people are gonna to go to games. I mean, New York, you know, people are get, like us, guaranteed to go to games. We got a stadium yeah. somewhere, people going to fill it. You got Brooklyn, got City Field, you got Barclays, City Field, Yankee Stadium. I mean, like, uh, imagine that, like Vegas gets a basketball and baseball team in a span mm-hmm. of five years. Because you, know, you know Tampa's moving and you know Oakland, mm-hmm. Oakland plans on moving. That makes sense. Just move them. Just move them along with the damn football team. It's, just, it's a P line. It's a straight P line, right? Boom, right there, do there. Just give them the baseball team. Yeah, Vegas. Vegas so damn bad. And, and you know, Pelicans moved to Vegas, Zion. I could actually see Zion staying. Yeah. And you got to have a star. You got to have him. He has that star appeal. So, yeah. Especially when you think of Vegas, you think of bright lights. You know, strip, all that kind of stuff. I want to make a trip there, by the way. Um, not the gamble. I just want to go for the experience. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to go there and 
go bankrupt. But <laughs> but yeah, I definitely wanna definitely wanna see that. Never know. Step back step back moves to Vegas. You never know. Make that I'll make yeah. I'll make that happen. Got blue man group in the back and Paul Pierce uh booty shaking in the on the right. That was side. me. Yeah, they <laughs> We ain't gonna be getting fired from ESPN. This shit's free. <laughs> booty to the left of me, booty to the right of me. Onions <laughs> to the left of him. Cotton. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Oh, that's... Yeah, and speaking of Vegas, you know uh, those aces are really putting in. They're putting a lot of work, man. They, they went over 100, 100 points last night against the Liberty. Uh, Sixth time going over 100. Chelsea Gray, uh, Liz Cambage, Angel Wilson, really putting in a lot of work. Uh, they are nine, no, ten, moved to 10 and three with the win last night. Uh, second place out west to the Seattle mm-hmm. Storm. Going there 11 and two, trying to fight for the top spot out west for the Commissioner's Cup. Uh, Brianna Stewart, 21 and 15 last night. So, uh, shout out to Storm and the Aces uh, out west. Chicago Sky now winners of four straight. Uh, Bandy Salute, congrats to her, 2,000 career assist. You know, Salute 2K. I like that. Uh, my girl Liz Campbell came back. So you she's gonna put in that work. It's not no game. All right, Miss Wilson. Uh, damn. It's gonna be what we got there. Whip bottom. I was they 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 can put points up in a hurry. They they they, they, they really do. <laughs> but yeah, this the season. The season's been going along and got a lot of talented teams. Pretty much where, you know, Liberty got back on track. You know, Connecticut's actually I believe they're doing well this year, right? Yeah, they are the top spot. Called it. You called it. Out east. So, Apparently, yeah. you know, what can I say? I'm, I'm going to do LeBron, just pat myself on the back, say I was right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, that's what you do. Facts. You know, get, get your all-star votes in. Uh, voting ends June 28th. Uh, this is going to be the WNBA All-Stars versus the WNBA uh, uh, U.S. team. So, it's going to be nice for the Olympics. And, you know, speaking of the Olympics, we'll close this out here. Uh, we got a few names listed, uh, named to the uh, men's team. Lillard, Tatum, Beal, Draymond Green, and uh, who was the fifth one? Uh, oh, uh, Draymond, Beal, Lillard, Tatum. I know there's another name. Some mm. Somebody in the, in the comments section might uh, – Help me out, but oh, Booker, Booker. Devin there you Booker. go, there you go. I'm telling you, man, we coming for that gold, man. That some respect, them, man. I don't give a damn who they got in Canada, 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 Canada. I mean, it doesn't matter. America and folk. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to see no Serbia boys, man. No, the uh, Jokic, the Bogdanovic, the you pick a Bogdanovic, uh, <laughs> <laughs> pick one. Somebody, that bitch is going to kill you. <laughs> we want that smoke, man. That's just, I mean, we got to keep that title alive, man. We, we want that. Yeah, we want that you, title back. 
Yeah, USA needs a needs a big because they make mm-hmm. it. USA's gonna shoot, but these are some skilled bigs. If you watch the skills mm-hmm. competition, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting Olympics here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is this is good. You know, Juneteenth tomorrow again. Father's Day Sunday. Sir. Happy Father's Day to you, brother. Father's Day back at you. Happy Father's Day to any of our both uh, uh, listening. And uh, you, know, you can catch many of our other podcasts on, on the Life Group Network by subscribing to the YouTube channel, Life Group Podcast. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, you know, Stitch. You know, they, all those guys do a fantastic job and you know, just keep chugging along here. Mm-hmm. Also, we got Philly up by four. Yeah, but they they came back. Uh, Atlanta took the lead at halftime. Philly's up now. Philly trying to force a game seven. I believe will be on Sunday in Philly. And you know, game seven in Philly. Popcorn might not be the thing thrown if Philly loses. Yeah, they get some cheesesteaks. I mean, something getting out there. I don't know boots. <laughs> the answer shoes. I, I don't know. <laughs> but it's gonna yeah. be wild. Yeah, somebody's gonna be driving Ben Simmons out of town because <laughs> yeah. uh, you they better hire Kevin Durant's bodyguard. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers lose. <laughs> oh, you know what? Speaking of which, you remember you see the video with Joker's brothers? With, oh, with, they, with, with, with they wanted it. Oh, three, three, seven footers? No. Nah, nah, nah. You can nah. have that. One. Yeah, that, that's kind of booking. He did the smart thing. The only look that way. He's like, nah, chill. That's why Joe. That's why Joe. He was so under control. He's like, oh, whatever. He's like, I'll kill, I'll kill you. He's like, I'll break you. <laughs> the motherfucking Serbians, they don't play, man. Oh, motherfuckers got some. Talk about ties. <laughs> but, but like, you you see how Durant's bodyguard like easily got to the court. Like, he did. <laughs> it was super easy. You got three seven footers. I mean, you see the video like this short like. Five foot two, like sixty year old lady, and none of them. I mean, if they wanted to, they could have probably bowled her over, but mm-hmm. it, luckily they didn't. Yeah, they were, they were definitely waiting for Booker by the parking lot. Well, they probably was. Booker was like, "Listen, <laughs> Joe, I'm trying to get to the WCF right now, man. Y'all can't be get out of here. Just that's when you get in the car. You yell, sons and foes.'" Look up, the, look up in the stands. You see Joker's brother. Like, uh, you know what? <laughs> I know. I'm Durant's body guard. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> yeah, I'm done here. <laughs> and then you know, Joker. He um, he did apologize, to Cameron Payne. You know, he patted him, so he was apologized. Yeah, right. You meant to smack the shit out of him. Shut up. You were you were frustrated as fuck. <laughs> he was fuck. I want MVP. I'm getting sweat. Fuck. I'm smacking somebody. <laughs> shit out of somebody right now. Yeah, man, that was that was cool, but it it, it was funny, mm-hmm. funny to watch, <laughs> and uh, send our condolences to Melo. You know, nobody wants to see a divorce. Is he really? Yeah, yeah finally. They, yeah, but they're getting a divorce. Damn, that sucks. They've been together for a long time. But definitely, my condolences. I mean, damn, it's a damn shame. Yeah. Yeah, Melo, you messed that up, bro. Yeah. So she'd be posting like, "Hey, come on, Mello, you you fucked that up bad, brother." Yeah, I guess he maybe he's just like, "Hey, I'm Mello, I'm getting booty anyway." But I mean, 
it, it's too easy. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go that route. Oh, honey, that's your I'll go yeah, that route. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Garnett enters the chat right now. <laughs> Shit. I just, I'm gonna do it. He, he was like, oh yeah, oh mellow. Next thing you know, you're gonna see him on Instagram all hugged up. Mm. Why they use milk or keep it dry? I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, that's going to be an interesting storyline to follow in the offseason. Yeah, it's going it's to be a good offseason. Uh, Atlanta up two. Right. I'm sorry, not Atlanta. Uh, Philly up two, ten and a half minutes ago. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this one plays out. But, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. I do have to say this. I have a lot of topics. Everything on show, I have a big list of topics. We want everybody to jump in. You know, guys, I want to get on the show. I mean, I want arguments. I want to smoke. I want to gun smoke. I mean, I want. It's gonna be so many debates. I mean, I want this jumping like live. Especially yeah. when we get to that MJ. Because MJ, you know, people are gonna come out of woodwork for that. Mm-hmm. So and be wrong, but it's all right. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, it's gonna be fun. Lots of fun. Yeah, it's been fun here. Um, have, a, have a fun weekend. You know, happy Father's Day again. Sir, thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners. And and until uh, next time, everybody, you know, blow out. Wow. You're welcome. Two episodes in a week, people. Come on.